0: We are recording. We are farmers bum 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 bum. And welcome to the Europa Conference League. Uh, uh, stravaganza the europa conference stravaganza the uh, conference exhibition the conference spectacle um the show
1: <laughs> yeah welcome to the show welcome to the show we're your hosts david and matt we're going to talk to you about just the con- max
0: i think you just called me. Uh, did matt. i call you matt i didn't I mean you called to me
1: matt. i was looking at my fantasy football team and Named my team after Matt Gay, so it was on uh-huh. the top of my head.
0: Wow, funny! He's my kicker. Uh-huh. I was
1: named after my kicker. Uh-huh. So I wanted, really wanted Justin Tucker, so I could be Tucker. I hardly know her. Uh-huh. But I had to settle for Matt Gay. Um, anyway, we're not here to talk about fantasy football. Thank God. Yeah, we're here to talk about the conference league, and the we're here group to stage talk about previews.
0: Reality football.
1: European Actual reality football. football.
0: The better, fake the football. better football. Yeah. Indeed. Um, yeah, we're doing the same thing we did with the Europa League, uh, except with the Conference League. Um, hopefully it's not over two hours, in which case we'll have to split it into two parts uh, and cause more work for me. But we will see, at rhymed, next up, Group A for the Conference League, featuring Fiorentina, Heart of Midlothian, Shahir, and rfs aka riga
1: well we should probably just keep calling them rfs because they're not riga riga's the other big but they're team in riga. riga they're in riga but there's the big team is, is riga does
0: rigas is does does r stand for riga
1: r does stand for riga but if it's you say riga, riga fs <laughs> yeah but if you say riga it's you're F referring to fk in, riga
0: is football in latvian
1: i have no idea how to speak latvian what is
0: s what are the other two don't worry about it uh this group is interesting it's uh, kind of hard, isn't it? Yeah, it's a, for the Conference League. It's um, a pretty good group here. For those listeners less familiar with the the this relatively new competition, um, this w- we're going to get into the weeds of some <laughs> some clubs. who are like, how the hell are they in a European group stage? Um, and in the context of this competition, this is a strong group. <laughs> yes, this is one of the two strongest groups probably um and Fiorentina will win it most likely
1: one would expect them to win it. they're definitely the favorites uh you know i think there's a chance Besiktas here could find a way to top Fiorentina for the group by a pointer by Fiorentina being difference. being yeah. stupid yes yeah. that would probably be the main way Besiktas here top with the group yeah but you never the thing know. is
0: if this was another if this was a team of a similar level to Besiktas here that wasn't turkish I might have picked them to top Fiorentina. Yes, <laughs> but it's Fiorentina who are useless, and uh, fucking Turkish team who are always useless.
1: Yeah, especially recently, those Turkish teams not put on a good showing in Europe the last few years. So yeah, but well, this is a chance for them to get some wins. Besiktas here have been one of the better teams in Turkey, but should we start with uh, Fiorentina? Kind of break Fiorentina. through them. Uh, yeah, like we said, probably should win the group pretty easily. Over the weekend, we saw them draw but absolutely dominate the game against Juventus who for only the fourth time since they've come back up to Serie A since their uh, forced relegation were held shotless in an entire half. Uh, but I mean still only got a draw out of that. They also drew Empoli, so like the team's capable of beating and playing with these great teams but also capable of just losing to bad teams and doing absolutely Again, nothing. Again, you never know with Fiorentina, do you? Yeah, you really don't. I also don't really know how they're going to line up for Europe. There's a lot of position battles going on with this team right now. And it'll be interesting to see how they decide to rotate with the group and who plays in Europe, who plays in the league. Right wing, they have Ikone, Kwame, and Nico Gonzalez all kind of vying for that spot.
0: Kwame Brown.
1: All right, it's Kwame you-
0: Brown can't go anywhere near basketball.
1: Man, this is going to be over two hours if you're doing that the whole
0: time. little <laughs> Kwame Brown joke.
1: The striker, they could play Jovic up top. It could be Cabral, who's a little more familiar with the system. And it Jovic. should probably
0: be Akone, though, right?
1: If Kone is on the
0: field, if they Akone will not... If is anywhere near the soccer ball...
1: Them. He should not be allowed near rectangular <laughs> shapes. He should be kept as far away from the football field as ones. possible. <laughs>
0: How do you really feel about Ikone, though? I, hate, I
1: think he is so bad. <laughs> I have never once watched him play and been like, wow, he looks like he's going to score today. <laughs> or he looks like he could create a play today. I don't understand how he keeps getting time when you have Quan and Nico Gonzalez and, as other options there. Uh, but anyway, not to just shit on Ikone for an hour, which I could do. Um, Anthony Barak signed from LS Verona, and he... Looks like he's kind of getting melded into that midfield and could could take a spot there. It'll be interesting to see who he benches. So I expect Bonaventura's spot is probably safe, but outside of that, there's been there's a lot of turnover in that midfield game to game. And Terciano was used in the qualifiers while Golini was playing in the league, but now Terciano is playing in the league, so maybe Golini takes over as the European goalkeeper.
0: I didn't even know Golini was on Fiorentina. Yeah, no. just
1: signed the summer. Okay. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how they do it, because Golini, if they lose a game, I think it might be due to Golini doing something real stupid.
0: Mm. You know, I I should know if he's capable of that, because he was on Tottenham last year on loan, but I don't think he ever played, (laughs) like ever, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) for anything. Uh, Even when
1: he was at Atalanta, he was known to make a few mistakes, mm. so that could be, you know, one of the ways in which Fiorentina might potentially drop points in this is, uh, mistakes from Golini, especially because their backline is really solid. You know, Dodo, Igor, Milankovic—they're well, all gonna, Dodo. Yeah. Uh, they're all gonna be pretty consistent performers. The backline, not really any question marks there. Um, so, but the rest of it, you know, a lot of moving parts in this team. So there's chances, I think, for teams to maybe get an upset, just because of all those moving parts. Uh, I just want to point out, the conference league has only ever been won by Italian teams so Fiorentina <laughs> should be in a great position they should be really confident about their chance
0: <laughs> uh yeah this is true um any any parting thoughts for the italian sort of giants <laughs>
1: um i mean they're part of the sette sorelle so they should be one of the bigger teams but this is uh you know they haven't been perennial european teams uh they made the Europa League semis back in fourteen fifteen, though, so not totally unfamiliar territory for them. Cool. Move on to Basheksha here.
0: Yeah, let's do some Besheksha here, uh, aka Erdogan FC. Um, I've noted that um, this could be a welcome opponent for some of these teams that are looking to get some points on the road mm-hmm. because they have no fans. Boom. Got him. Got him.
1: Got them. Especially because typically you draw a Turkish team, you're going to expect 60,000 people yeah. flares. The stadium's kind of yeah. on fire. Not
0: 2,500 in Somebody a 30,000 stadium. Somebody comes running
1: out of the stadium and kicks your player in the back like happened <laughs> over the weekend in the Fenerbahce game.
0: <laughs> it's just so. part of the fan experience. It's part yeah. of the atmosphere. You got to be ready for that.
1: Yeah, but They're off to a great start in the league, aren't they? Four games in, no goals conceded. Let's say that's pretty good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'd say so. Uh, they have some uh some of their players here. Let's do some of their players. Yeah, let's talk about Why some Why don't we talk about players. some their players? Uh, they got a left back named Lima.
1: Really good player. It's a good
0: city too. Yeah. Uh Leo Duarte, former uh, Milan center back, who's been good there. Uh Burke Oskin, he's a attacking midfielder, kinda runs things. Um and Nasser Chadley. How about wow, that? He's famous. He's famous. They're just again Turkish teams who's who's where's who's house yeah uh some of those Mesut Ozil Oh with that's that's that e-gamer yeah
1: right yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah,
1: yeah. I, I, so I, I don't he, know he also plays football I didn't actually know he still played um yeah, I'm pretty sure he just signed but he's played like 11 minutes for them so far this year yeah yeah, yeah what yeah, I yeah. heard it was not a good 11 minutes
0: <laughs> um Lucas Biglia oh yeah yeah Lazio captain um and uh, uh Stefano Okaka who i i hear is uh, picking up caps for italy used to he used to yeah back How before he? uh, he's probably so aged right yeah. yeah
1: yeah he was one of the strikers in that kind of weird dead period before balotti he had
0: no backups at all yes yeah, yeah
1: so it was like zaza and okaka kind of getting caps since, since balotelli went crazy mm. but you know belia people compared him to pirlo oh, a lot when he Bealia? was belia yeah Luke's oh, belia whatever people compared him to pirlo a lot when he uh-huh. was playing in last year That's he funny. was on pirlo's team Faith, the Faith. Uh, however you pronounce that team that starts with K in Turkey, so <laughs> he got to be coach by a guy he'd been compared to, which is pretty which cool. Which t-
0: Team that starts with K, It's Faith something. Oh no, nah, I wouldn't know. Uh, other other players that got Yusuf Nadayashimi. Uh, he's a twenty three year old Burundian. Uh, he is the sort of the other center back uh, who pairs with Duarte um, and uh, Bertrand Traore. Oh uh, yeah, just signed on loan, right? Yeah. Yeah, it should From make a big,
1: make a big impact there.
0: Yeah, he's uh you know, he was a main part of the Villa setup for the first couple of years back in the Prem. Mm-hmm. But uh seems to have been worked out as they've made more aggressive and expensive signings, which fair enough, Leon Bailey was great over the weekend. Big fan of his. Yeah. Um so yeah, that actually might be a really good move for him. Um
1: we should talk about the third
0: team in this group. Hearts. Yeah. But, what you know what I like about Hearts?
1: What do you like about Hearts?
0: um That they have fans. Oh yeah,
1: they have great fans they too. Have great fans, not just any old fans. Yeah,
0: I was gonna make a like a cardiovascular joke, but I couldn't think of one. Yeah,
1: it's <laughs> tough on the spot. You know, it's yeah. not like you had multiple days to write down these jokes beforehand.
0: I couldn't think of one. I don't. Do this on my style. Yeah. <laughs> rather butcher a, a live attempt.
1: You're an improv guy.
0: I'm an improv guy. Yeah.
1: So for Hearts. One of the key players that you're going to want to watch out for is Barry McKay, who is kind of a winger, attacking midfielder, do-it-all kind of guy. He can—really important for them. He's very creative, and a lot of their attacks will be shuffled over to him, usually on the right, to kind of open up the rest of the field and let him pick a pass from over there. Uh, I also think Liam Boyce has kind of moved back to the 10, with Shanklin— Coming in as a striker. Shanklin. Yeah. I think that gives Hartz a good opportunity to kind of spring some surprise runs from the midfield. Because Boyce is an incredible finisher. He played striker for him last year. Scored a lot of goals. And gives you multiple attacking options now. So you're not just stuck at only Boyce able to score up top. You can score from multiple positions on the field. Um, Their defense in the league has been really good. It's been fine. You know, one of the better ones in the league, but in Europe, it's been a disaster so far. They look super unorganized in the qualifying. Disorganized, but yeah. And whatever, it's is not a grammar <laughs> podcast. Uh They're also actually the first Scottish club outside of Rangers or Hearts to play in a European group stage since I 2008. You mean yep, I do mean stealth. <laughs> I was like, wow,
0: Hearts is the first team <laughs> since Hearts to play in a European group.
1: Yeah, first non-old firm club. Yeah, okay, To play in a go. European group yeah. since 2008. Um, we did a deep dive on them, so if you want to know a bit more, check yeah. in on that. Do yeah, it. They it's definitely, on the feed, baby. Definitely seem like the third team in this group, but there's a chance that they could pull an upset back in the Time Castle.
0: I would like them to go through here, but I can't really see that happening. Yeah. We'll talk about that more in a second. Uh, here's a question for you. Did I do this RFS blurb, or did you? Uh, I, I did. Okay, so cool. So I can talk about that. That was the thing, is want. that I completely forgot that I did the Shaksha here one. No, I did the. Oh, you did the show? Yes, yeah, yeah, that's one? why I was surprised you started talking. Oh, you waited. You paused so long, like I was supposed to do it. Just trying to be nice. <laughs> Fine, you can take one of mine then. All right. I was so confused. Yeah, I, I don't, don't. You can take all. Your I was efforts. like, I don't remember writing any of this. Why is this so? Why is this no, so No, I was surprised that you just started diving. <laughs> I was like, man, I know,
1: I know how, how I can talk I about all these. Things.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I was like, man, he's really not taking these clues.
0: <laughs> He just paused and made eye contact with me like I was supposed to go, so I went.
1: Well, anyway, RFS, <laughs> one of the Riga teams in Latvia, they had arguably the most dramatic path to getting mm-hmm. to the group stages with the ending of their game against Linfield. Mm. Remember, Linfield were up a goal in extra time and had like a four on one, three on one chance. It's brutal. And decided to go for goal and really screwed it totally up. Totally brutal. Brutal. Then yeah. Went back, had a pretty crazy own goal with the ball clanking off the defender off the top of the post back out of the goal and it just barely crossed the line and then
0: rfs went through in penalties um they should be you think arguably the weakest team in the entire conference league yes one of the few contenders
1: for weakest team, weakest team yeah yeah i mean they're we, gonna struggle <laughs> we saw them struggle to get past linfield and get outplayed twice against linfield and then barely beat hibernians from malta so it's just going to be... Getting
0: one point in this group would be would a be good a, result. Would for them, be an I upset, think. a huge yes. upset, I think.
1: Yeah. Uh, Playstyle-wise, though, they have used a bunch of different formations, but it all shares a kind of common focus of getting the ball to the wings. Right, That's where they want to play. They want to try to put in crosses. Uh, it's, I don't know. It seems like that's their best chance, but against teams like Fiorentina, bichet here, and Hearts, who are going to be used to defending high level crosses and strikers gonna to be tough.
0: Yeah, they got a bad they got a bad uh, a bad deal here with this group.
1: Yeah. Um they're actually only the second Latvian team to have made a European group stage. So you know kind of newish blood. Yeah. Good for them. Good for them. Alright, should we do our predictions for this group?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Who do you how do you think it's gonna go?
0: I think it's gonna be Fiorentina. I think it's gonna be Vashak Shahir. I think it's, it's gonna be Hearts. I think it's gonna be RFS Fiorentina and Bishak Shahir go through. Bishak Shahir plays the round where they meet the Europa third place
1: mm-hmm. teams. I had the same ranking order on mine. So it looks kind of re- kind of makes itself this one, I think. Yes. It feels very distinctly it feels tiered. tiered.
0: Yeah. Um, no notes. Group B. Anderlecht. Silkborg. Stout Bucharest. Oh, West Ham.
1: All right. Did we talk about West Ham first then. So this one I know I wrote. Yes, you wrote the West Ham one.
0: <laughs> West Ham uh have been off to a rocky start in the league campaign as we've mentioned before. A I mere mean, 4 points through 6 games. They have already played City, Chelsea, Spurs and Brighton who are all in the top, you know, 5, 6 in the table so far. So it's been a little tough. They've looked a little better the last couple games. Uh, they were unlucky to lose at Chelsea on the weekend. Very unlucky. Um, I think a lot of the the uh slow start has to do with integration of literally eight new players into the rotation who are all key member going to be key members to rotation in some fashion this year. Those players we have mentioned Skamaka, Uh he cost, you know, 39 plus million. Um Nayef Aguard, uh 38 also from Ren. Um he's 26. He's already sort of slotted into the into the first choice 11. Um he's you know, good. <laughs> he's good. Uh, Tilo Carrer. Uh, they bought for thirteen million from PSG. He started on this week, this weekend. Uh, he's left back or right back, one of those two. Um, but yeah, he you know he's been getting minutes for PSG for years. So
1: yeah, he can also play center back. Right. If he's not pretty well Yeah. Defender.
0: When they go to a three, especially. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether and whether he's first choice or not. Like long term, I don't know. But he'll you know he'll be starting plenty of games. Maxwell Cornet uh 22 million from burnley um he's 25 um he was horribly unlucky to get var out of his first goal for the club this weekend at chelsea oh that was his goal that was yep taken. oh man that was that was
1: a tough one totally bullshit one yeah. of the
0: worst var calls i've ever really seen.
1: really poor use of the technology yeah,
0: terrible call uh go look it up if you want to be angry fuck chelsea i enjoy being angry. uh me too uh he talented winger um yeah, I don't think he's made a start yet, but I, but you know, he's. Uh, I think he's proper competition for you know the Ben Ramas and the Fornals and the Lanzinis of the world that will start on the left or otherwise. Um, I think he's pretty good. Uh, they got Emerson from seventeen million, also the Chelsea guy, Chelsea Emerson, yep. not Spurs Emerson. Um, Italian Emerson. Italian Emerson. Uh, he started on the weekend. I think he'll be one of their primary left backs now.
1: Yeah, that was a weak point for them coming in as well, so helps sure that group up. Right.
0: Uh, Alfonso Areola, who was on loan with them last year, um, and is basically their cup goalkeeper. Like, like old school way, though, <laughs> which Moyes does because he's an old school guy. Yes. Which is like, literally he'll play every cup game, including the European ones, not just the domestic ones. Yeah, so last year when West Ham made their run to the semis of the Europa League, Ariola played every single one of those Europa League games. Uh, and he will again, uh, because Fabianski still plays all the league games. Um, but anyway, they made that loan permanent for $10 million. Uh, he's pretty good, pretty good, damn good second goalkeeper for a team like West Ham, I think. Uh, they got this guy named Flynn Downs, who's a 23-year-old midfielder from Swansea. They paid $11 million for him. Uh, I don't think he... I, don't, I think he's gotten a few minutes off the bench so far, but not many. I think he's a little bit of like a long-term deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't even mention their most important transfer of the window, I think, which is Lucas Paqueta. They paid $47 million to Lyon for him. He's a pretty big deal for the club to get their hands on. There was a lot of other teams, especially in the Premier League, that were after him, and they beat a couple of people to his signature. Um, he's a really really impressive talent. He got his first minutes the other day off the bench. And I think like a midfield with him, you know, ahead of Declan Rice could be pretty intimidating, especially in the conference league. Um, yeah. I think that's, I think that'll be, could be their most important signing Uh, for star power given. um, That's probably one of the weaker spots of their lineup. Like, you know, Skamaka, obviously a great player, but they do already have, like, a, con- a very good number nine. They, I wouldn't say, it, no offense to, like, Lanzini or Ben Rama, but both good players. But Paqueta is a big improvement on the quality that they bring, in my opinion. Uh, but again, that's literally eight people. Um, <laughs> all Um And they'll all feature regularly. So, uh yeah, that's my long-winded way of saying I think they'll be fine. A lot of people to integrate um they have too many good players to be like this ineffective for too long the only long-term concern i think is that they do only have three legals so far this season and their xg is six so they're clearly underperforming but six xg in six games isn't particularly good either um so yeah but with all these good players they have you'd expect them start creating a few more chances and finishing them. Um, what do you think
1: Lucas Paqueta is going to play for them this year? Is he starting in the midfield with Declan Rice? Is he playing like a 10? Is he moving on to one of the wings? I think
0: because Moyes is comfortable shifting between back three and back four formations, that could change a little bit. I think, I'm trying to remember where he came on in the Spurs game on the weekend. Um, I think they were in a back four... Or it's a back... I cannot remember. I think probably the 10 is his most likely position. Seems like his best position. Yeah, but I think he could also play in, like, a midfield 3, in, like, a 4-3-3. But probably if they're playing a 4, it's a 4-2-3-1. So, they'd probably lean 10, I would guess. Um, With, you know, like a... Like, Bowen on the right, and, you know, either... Benrama, Blanzini, or Cornet on the left, I would guess. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but anyway, I think they'll be okay. That's... I think they'll probably... Well, you know, they put themselves in a tough position to finish in top seven again, but... Um,
1: Maybe it means they focus top, on the conference league. I think and...
0: top half is still pretty pretty reasonable yes. for them. Um, all right, so let's do Anderlecht. Three wins, three losses in the league so far. Not great. Um... <laughs> They uh, we mentioned that uh, Wolves-Loney Fabio Silva is off to a nice little start with three goals. Um, they also have a guy named Adrian Treble, defensive midfielder, who's off to a nice start with two assists. Um, but he's out right now with a dislocated shoulder. Oof, that has to um, hurt. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Uh, uh, Leo Rifolov, um, is also off to a good start with two assists. He's a 36-year-old Israeli. Uh, he has the most chances created in the squad. Um, but, you know, he's 36. Um, we've also talked about this before, but the defense is more of a strength than the offense right now. They have, you know, good defensive ratings. But, um, meanwhile, in offense, they're first in the league in through six games in big chances created and also big chances missed. Uh, they can't score at all. Um, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean, like, it's not – that stat doesn't always mean, like, you're, like, ineffectual in front of goal. Because a lot of the times, and especially in a big league, like, the teams who are in first in that are, like, the Man Cities and the Byrons. Yeah,
1: they're going to create a ton of chances. Right. But that also means, by virtue of just sheer quantity, they're going to miss some right. as well.
0: But that's not the case here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, let's talk about some other arrivals, uh, other than Silva. Uh, Amadou Diwara, uh, they they got as a defensive mid from Roma. They put 1.6 for him. Uh he sort of flopped in Rome, didn't that, he?
1: That's a bit of an understatement. Yeah, <laughs> I thought he was gonna when he signed for Roma. I thought he was gonna be so good, and yeah. I got that one completely wrong.
0: Well, maybe he can rediscover still uh, his form here. Still not old yet. Not old, no. Um, Nilson Angulo uh, is a nineteen-year-old from uh, from Ecuadorian from Quito. Um, I haven't really couldn't find really much about him. I assume if they're guying a nineteen-year-old from South America, he's exciting but I couldn't really find much about him. so I
1: love 19-year-olds South- one... from South America. Exactly. That's one,
0: to, that's one to sort of, you know, check out if you're watching Anderlecht in this t- competition. Uh, Ishak Abdul um, $3 million, uh, from Norway. Uh, he's only 20. He's a right mid. Uh, uh, Sebastian Esposito, he's a forward on loan from Inter. He's also 20. Um, hopefully
1: he gets some time. He's got a lot of promise.
0: Yeah, hopefully for them, too, because they need some goals. Mm-hmm. But the biggest, the biggest uh, arrival, is inarguably Jan Vertonghen. Oh, inarguable. From Benfica on a free, uh, you know, of Tottenham fame. It's I don't know why he chose Underlook like, because other than he's from Belgium, because it's not like his boyhood club or anything, or like, you know, I don't know why. He just I guess it was a good fit for him, re- um, for his retirement club. Uh, but that's fun. Um, he's got to stay fit for the World Cup still because he's somehow still a starter for Belgium in the back. Um, uh, their biggest loss uh, of the summer, though, was left-back Sergio Gomez, city bottom. $14 million uh, to be their backup. Uh, for Cancelo, uh, they lost a midfielder named Josh Cullen to Burnley, a center-back named Elias Kobo to Parma, and uh, midfielder uh, Michelle Vlap to 20 for two. Um, right now, their highest-valued player is 21-year-old right mid, Sasha attacking mid yari versharin um that was predictable that he would be up there yeah transfer market transfer marked values him at about 14 million um again like like i listed in those arrivals they a lot of young players um that seem to not put the pieces together yet this season especially in front of goal um in, another interesting thing about them is their manager felice mizu so he was the guy at Unión Saint-Georges, the last couple years that almost won him the title last season. Um, it's interesting. I don't really know why he bounced to Anderlecht from USG, considering like he got there, he got them at a, to a higher place in the league than Anderlecht. I assume. I, I know why. It's a bigger club. Starts with M,
1: rhymes with money. It's money. Oh, it's, it's money. money.
0: Yeah, it's money. that would be my guess too. It's almost always money. <laughs> it's almost always money. It's a bigger club. Whatever, but you know USG has ambitions to be up there with those guys long term. So a little bit disappointing if I was a USG fan. Um, but yeah, they're not off to a great start. So fuck them.
1: Yeah. Should we move on to? I don't, I don't mean fuck them. Yeah, no, they're probably nice people.
0: I don't mean I don't to mean. say that.
1: Yeah. Steaua Bucharest, another team in this group that also exists. They are probably the biggest team in this group based on historical success since they go. won a European Cup. have a cup, baby. 1985-86 season. Took home the trophy. Romanian League and Steaua rest probably not at the level that they were in the 80s. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> S- slight drop-off. Slight drop-off. Since off. the 80s. Uh, they are 26-time Romanian League champions. Christ. Uh, but haven't won it since 14, 15, and see And CFR Cluj are now the dominant team over there.
0: It's embarrassing.
1: Yeah, it is. It's being passed by a local right Well, not local, but being passed by another Romanian team has to sting a little bit. There's a chance for them maybe to cause some European trouble, though. You know, get well, some you money. Doing a little, you're doing a little, doing a shoulder, little wag. shoulder wag. You're
0: know, doing <laughs> a, a little tease
1: yeah. I think they have some quality pieces, especially in the attack. Uh, Octavian Popesco, he's 19 years old. He's a left winger, and he's been starting for them most games now. He is an incredible player in the final third. Once he gets in there, he can score. He can assist. A uh, great player once they get the ball to him, but it's just he got to get the ball to him. We also have Alaru, who's kind of the creative player in that front group. Uh, the big loss for them coming in, though, was Florian Tonase. But that brought in a lot of money, and they seem to have reinvested it really well. They brought in Campagno, who has already scored six goals in eight games. Striker. He's he used to play in San Marino, which I just think that's kind of... Fun that a player has gone all the way from San Marino up to a team like Stout Bucharest. That's a huge jump in quality and career path. So yeah, especially for a for, European champion. Yeah, <laughs> props to him for making the jump from a semi-pro team in San Marino up to a former European champion. Uh, they also used the Bruni. T- you know what
0: that is? That's some good inclusion. Ah,
1: Cluj. It's a Cluj joke. Kluge. Wrong team, but yes.
0: it came. It came out. Still Romanian. It was. It had to come out. Yeah, uh, there was also, no holding that one in.
1: The other reinvestment they made was to buy Nicolescu, who is right winger, another one of their key players. Just The whole front line for this team is definitely their strength, so they can score, I think, on any of these teams. I would be surprised if they don't manage to pick up a few goals throughout this group, but defensively, they're not super strong, and I would expect them to ship a lot. Hmm. These could be kind of fun games to check out if you want to see how a team like West Ham is doing in Europe. Watch them play Bucharest because it'll be... Pretty entertaining. They'll be back and forth. Sub-Ugress are going to go out there and try to score. They're not going to be the typical smaller country team that says, all right, we'll sit back for 88 minutes and try to get two counterattacks to win one nothing." You know, so definitely worth checking them out. And the last team in the group is Silkborg. It's their first European appearance since 2001-2002.
0: Ooh! yeah, It's a long time.
1: They're off to a decent start in the Danish league. They're in fourth right now, which is for them historically a good spot to be in. Uh Danish league is pretty hard to predict teams from. I feel like sometimes they outperform expectations a lot, sometimes they crash out early in qualifiers, but kinda of hard to know where they're how they're gonna do in this group, especially without the European experience and having to balance a condensed schedule, even more so than a typical year.
0: Right.
1: Uh Oliver Son, twenty one year old fullback, is one of their best players since breaking into the team last year. So He could cause some issues for teams on the wing. Uh, They also have uh, Mark Brink. is a young midfielder who's been really impressive so far. I thought he was really good in qualifying when he got on the pitch. Uh, Offensively, in the league, they're doing well, but they haven't really played the highest quality teams in the league yet. So it'll be interesting to see if that goal scoring record can continue against some of the better teams like Anderlecht and West Ham in this group. Uh, They create a ton of chances, but they're not... Super clinical when I get those chances. So playing against better teams, those chances are harder to create. Might not translate
0: that well. Yeah, exactly.
1: Uh, They also like to keep possession as well, which against teams like Anderlecht and West Ham will be harder to do than against teams from Mm mid-table Denmark. Uh, So I'm not sure their play style is going to mesh super well with a relatively difficult group in the Europa League, but maybe they'll be able to hold possession and create chances even against these better teams.
0: This is a good... This is a good example of a, of a conference league group of like what the tournaments have at this stage, I think, I mean, obviously you have the one favorite, but, um, and I think I have a sense of like how this might play out, but I think truly anybody could finish second in this group, um, with the right form and anybody could finish last. I think Anderlecht is probably most likely to finish second just because of pedigree and like, they should have the best roster of those, those three, uh, the best manager. Yeah, the
1: they have a relatively deep squad as well for a they team. They have Jan Vertonghen,
0: yeah. and nobody else has Jan Vertonghen. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I'm gonna go ahead and pick them second, but I don't feel great about it given their their offensive output right now. Um, who do you, who do you have coming third?
1: I have Stalbucrest coming third. I love that. I think the quality of their front line can show up in these games and maybe pick up a three pointer that Silkborg might not be able to pick up.
0: Yeah, I think that's totally fair. I put support down in third just because the little bit of what I watched of them, I was kind of impressed by their their style, but I think you make a good point that it might not translate that well to this group as it would in the league. Um, so I'm kind of regretting that, but I have them in third. But it doesn't matter because third think, and fourth go out anyway.
1: I think the quality of Silkborg is higher than yeah. Stabu but yeah, like we said, not sure their play style Without the experience to. too, but yes. either way,
0: third and fourth both go out, so yeah. we at least yeah. agree on that. Yeah. Um, Yeah, let's move on to Group C, where we have Austria-Vienne, Hapoel bier Sheva, and Villarreal.
1: Yeah, we've talked a lot about how impressive Villarreal were in the first playoff round, or the last playoff round for the qualifiers here, and they should pretty easily win this group. Mm. This is another good example of... Villarreal looked awesome right now. Yeah. This is another good example of kind of a tiered group. I think, like, Villarreal should be head and shoulders above every other team. But then there's yeah.
0: kind of a bit of a toss-up, I think, anything with yeah.
1: the other three teams. Uh, Pau Torres, I think he should be starting for Spain. Um, good take. That's my hot take of the podcast. Over
0: Alvaro Morata? No. Yes. No.
1: Is Alvaro Morata still getting... He's so getting, good. Oh, yeah. getting ca- oh, man, that's...
0: that's bad. Yeah. That
1: should not be happening. It's bad. Uh, it'll be nice seeing Lo Celso came back. You should uh, start
0: Pedri in the false name. That's what they should do. You
1: should just start Pedri in 11 all 11 Pedris. positions. Yeah. Pedri! All right.
0: No more interruptions.
1: Uh, it'll be nice seeing Lo Celso kind of stick with the same team, see if he can push forward on, kind of bounce back year for him last year. I see you written down, who is this? Does he have a brother? Locke Celso.
0: Block Celso?
1: Yes. Okay, cool. Are they both yeah. on VRL? Uh, no, they actually, only one of them can play at a time. Oh, so they have oh it's to... like a
0: registration thing. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. has a fake mustache that he uh. wears. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> uh,
1: but if you're looking for kind of a young prospect to watch, Jeremy Pino is one of probably not just in the Villarreal team, but not just in the conference league, not just in Spain, but one of the biggest prospects in Europe. He's cool. At this point, uh, he's already starting most of the games for Villarreal at 19. Where's he
0: from? Oh, is he I mean,
1: Spanish? Is he Spanish? He might be... Uh...
0: Damn it, ideas. I was yeah. hoping he was South American.
1: Yeah. Ah, uh, that's a shame. Yeah. I don't like seeing good young Spanish players. Yeah, there's too <laughs> many makes, of them. And that makes good Spanish players. Uh, Jeremy, I...
0: Jeremy Pino, a.k.a. Pino Griege.
1: Pino Griege.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's what they call him. Yeah.
1: If you're looking for a uh, player comp and you've watched a lot of Premier League Anthony Alonga is a pretty comparable play style player. I think Pino is better than Alonga at this point, but they do a lot of the similar mm-hmm. similar stuff. Um, yeah, we talked about their performance against Hajduk Split and how good that was. They haven't allowed a goal in the league, so defensively they're really good. They're uh, flying right now. Yeah, they don't really put themselves in a lot of trouble. They are one of the they have some of the fewest tackles in La Liga as well, and they rarely pick up cards.
0: So not a big presser.
1: No, not a big presser. I think but we saw that in the
0: definitely in the Champions League if you yes. for the average fan that might have seen them make the semifinals last year.
1: Yeah, they're not really gonna come out and press you, but defensively they just keep a really good shape and they mm-hmm. it's hard to break them down. Mm-hmm. It's a lot gonna be a lot of forcing the other team to make a mistake as opposed to essentially stepping up and making the tackle. Yeah. And when you're in the conference league, other teams will make mistakes. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's not like when you play Liverpool.
0: Yeah. It's uh, kind of rare that at this level, you'll have a team that made that the last two European seasons won the Europa League and and came to the semifinals of the Champions League. That's quite a lot of recent. Plus, with the manager that's won the Europa League like seventy times, uh, and Unai Emery, it's your atypical pedigree to have at this at this level. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the other teams will be. Tightening their, tightening their, their sphincters yes. every time they have to play them. And we know a yellow S- submarine. We know
1: Spain loves these secondary European competitions. You're they... going to say
0: they're sphincters. <laughs> Spain does love their sphincters as well.
1: <laughs> know some Spanish men, and I can confirm. Sure.
0: <laughs> but uh,
1: yeah, yeah. Spain dominated the Europa League for a while. They have the highest coefficient in Europe, so they do really well in these. Mostly
0: thanks to Unai Emery.
1: Most thanks to Unai Emery. Yeah, he loves his secondary competitions. Yeah. Uh, I think the only. This probably won't be relevant until the knockouts at least, but Villarreal probably aiming for the top 4 this year. So I would say
0: that's a reasonable ambition for them yeah, at this point given later. how Sevilla looks right now and Atletico. Yeah. Yeah, there's
1: there's a chance to sneak into that top. I picked them four third those, in, our, four, in our in, in, our, in, in our, our predictions. Little wow. predictions thing. I think I had them fourth as well. I think I had them over Sevilla, can't remember.
0: They what's exciting for them to, to watch about them right now for me is like they've always been well organized and um, You know, capable of some magic in Europe, but so far this year, at the beginning of the league season, they're like flying off to the races with goals in a way that it was, it seemed hard for them to come by. Um, Easy goals last year, especially in the league where they're dealing with the Champions League. Um, You know, they kind of, seventh was fine, but it felt like they had, their squad could have maybe pushed for top six, but it looks like everything is finally clicking together at this stage, and that's kind of frightening for La Liga, I think. Yeah.
1: And now they've been with Unai for a pretty good period of time. Like, they have those tactics down. They know what he expects from them. They know what he wants from them. This isn't... Yeah, right. There's no adjustment period anymore. And
0: yeah.
1: Could really see what makes them nervous. They're yeah. definitely the early favorites. I would say so, yeah. I would yeah.
0: say. I would say and, so, yeah. Uh, how about Hapoel Sheva?
1: Yeah. Wait, Pepe
0: Reina is on Villarreal?
1: Yeah, he just signed for Villarreal.
0: So... <laughs> Dude, Pepe, Pepe Reina... <laughs> Has played must have played for 600 clubs at this point. Yes, he's played for
1: like five clubs in the last six years. I mean, the man has been bouncing around doing a little European tour.
0: That's fucking wild. Yeah, I yeah.
1: I would love to see him get cup games. Yeah, I me hope too. he
0: does. That'd be great. Was he like 47? <laughs> uh, Hapoel Sheva. um, they finished second last year in Israel. That was not how the Israelis pronounce it, but it was how I just chose to do it then. Apologies. Um, they have historically been like back in the day which was not that long ago but yeah 5 to 7 years ago they were the team used to winning the league more often than not but they've been passed by Maccabi Tel Aviv in recent years for that Didn't they also just
1: lose to they did Tel Aviv just lose as well to Tel Aviv. Yeah.
0: um and Maccabi just became a couple weeks ago the first Israeli team to go to the Champions League groups 3 times um, so now they're kind of the big boys, um, uh, you know, playing against the big, the biggest and best of Europe. Um, but it's no uh, no shame to be in the Conference League. And unfortunately, they have lost two of their first three league matches, um, which we encounter a lot at this level, uh, just due to teams that aren't, you know, always dealing with this much midweek action.
1: And yeah, can be difficult to finance the depth. For yeah, some of these the teams start. Sometimes such... the
0: starts to the season can be a little stop and go. Um, so in terms of arrivals, they brought in this guy named Astrit Silmani from Hammerby, um, a right winger, Shapi Sulemanov, um, who is their highest transfer marked market valued player at three point eight million. Um, Let's be honest, this is one of the hardest teams in this entire uh, extravaganza we're doing. Uh, to find out concrete information about it's just not surprising, that much.
1: The Israeli league feels bigger than some, some of league. the others. leagues.
0: Yeah. yeah, so it's just for the listener here, like a lot of our a uh, lot of our detailed information about these teams is coming from probably one of three places: Transfermarkt, obviously, mm-hmm. Great for the Money stuff, uh, FB Ref, uh, and FOTMOB. Mob. Is like basically the three sources. I want to shout them out so they sponsor us. Yes. Um, oh, that would be lovely. But but for some reason, like Beer is. One of the hardest um, that I encountered doing this, yeah. doing this prep,
1: and obviously with a lot of specifically with the Western European teams, we're able to find replays of games, mm-hmm. good highlight packages that show their setup and how they're playing, so we can talk a little bit more about them, like Austria Vienne, who we're about to talk about. I've been able to watch four of their games so far this year, right? Because you can find them, right? right? The Eastern European teams, a lot of times it's almost impossible to find it. You know, we were getting some display of their performances in the last rounds of european games but their domestic leagues It's nowhere to be found for us
0: right so weird anyway i don't have that much more to say about them because of that so that's one of those teams we're going to maybe be have to uh pay a little bit of attention to first couple match weeks see if we can uh discern some things for ourselves uh let's move on to austria vn
1: yeah so austria Vienna, we're about to do a bit of a deep dive on them, so we have a good amount of Club information. Spotlight actually. number Ooh, four
0: will be on Austria Vienna. That'll come out uh, in about three weeks yeah. for the time of release for this episode.
1: And we're planning to record later today, so you know we have some good information on them that we might not on some other teams. But they're not off to a good start in the league, coming off a draw this weekend. They only have we're going
0: six... to say that a lot this this podcast. Yeah.
1: <laughs> they only have six points for, from seven, and is historically one of the big teams. That's really disappointing. They're already 12 points behind Salzburg.
0: Ooh. Yeah. I For, mean, yeah. When are they not 12 points behind Salzburg?
1: Yeah. Well, they're also 11 points behind lost, oh which is not good. And, oh.
0: You
1: know, but there's, if they turn things around, they should easily make the championship group still. And once you get in there, it's probably Salzburg that'll win it. So.
0: <laughs> Anything can happen outside of Salzburg winning it. Yeah. Well, it's, will, yeah, outside of Salzburg not winning yes, it. Yes, yeah. is what I meant to say.
1: Um, they have good. already played Salzburg and LASK, so that's part of why they're off to a bad start. It's you know good teams that are better than them. <laughs> uh, but they also have lost to Altach, who are bottom. They drew Austria Klagenfurt, who just got promoted Ooh. as well. Um, they are they are underperforming. Their xG both offensively and defensively. So they've allowed more goals than their xG against would indicate, and they've scored less than their xG for would indicate they should. So maybe there's been a bit of unluckiness. Um, I don't know, because they generate a lot of useless XG offensively. Like, they can be... They'll pass around and then take a bad shot. You know, and mm. so it's like, oh, it's like a 0. 0.12 XG, but a team like Austria is not going to score that goal. Right. Um, they did get absolutely dominated by Fenabacha in the Europa League playoffs. They lost 6-1 over two legs and never really looked... In bad. the tie, yeah, that's it, was bad. A, it was a bad tie. That's Don't bad. go rewatch it, it's not worth your time. Um, unless you
0: really hate Austria at the end,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you really hate Austria if you're a rapid end, fan, maybe go rewatch it. Go check that. it out. Uh, play style wise, they will hold possession a lot, they are one of the more possession based teams in Austria. We'll see how that translates to playing some teams from other countries, and maybe they're not able to do that as well. Um, but. They don't do a ton of long passes. They typically keep shorter passes. But when but. I watch them, when they play direct, they are so much better. <laughs> they have good athletes on the team. Like their athletes can run really well. They can make smart runs. They can do these long passes, but they actively avoid doing it. And I think they should look to do more of that because I think that's how they can keep up with teams. Not I mean, in the league as well, but also a team like Habbo Birsheva, who is prob- probably on the stronger end. Would be on the stronger end of an Austrian team. So going to so, get their
0: coach fired, do you
1: think? I think he's got some time because they were pretty good last year. Mm-hmm.
0: Were they, they finished third last yes. year? Behind yeah.
1: Rapid? And Lask, I Lask. believe. I believe it was Lask. Then they would have finished fourth. For Lask third?
0: Well, I was saying because Salzburg were first, obviously.
1: Oh, yes, yes, sorry. Behind Salzburg. Oh, it was Sturm Graz. Third. Sturm Graz. Oh, and okay. I knew it was one of the black color teams. Sturm Graz were really good last year. Mm. Um... So yeah, so they finished third, above Rapid, above Wolf. The oh, last wouldn't even
0: make the championship group round. Yeah, interesting.
1: So, so Lask, uh, they actually bought three players from Lask who mm. weren't. It's a good tactic. Yeah, <laughs> but it's three players who weren't stars for Lask, so I don't know how that's going to translate into
0: hmm. actual
1: performance for Austria. It might not be a good indicator of where they are as a team. Right. Um. Some of their key places of interest for this group will be goalkeeper mm. they lost their starting goalkeeper and their back goalkeeper Oof. back up goalkeeper not their back. back they goalkeeper. don't have a yeah it's a... just a back well. it's not very good because he doesn't have arms or legs
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, but... a little
0: dude does a little wire work yeah to, to make save
1: uh, They replaced him with Fructal from Bayern, who is a fairly promising player so only 22 you know, getting game time so there's
0: is he uh on loan or is he just there
1: i think on... he's just there just transfer i believe he's just transferred there oh wow um but he has not looked very good at the start of the year he's made oh no like there's been a bunch of saves like goals that go in and i'm like
0: i feel like he could have done a little better there oh no
1: but he's still young he's still growing in position first time yeah. really having the keys to a team at the back and maybe that's just taking a little time to get settled I think they're going to stick with him and let him play out through this rough patch at the start. You know, show some confidence in him.
0: Especially if they don't have any other goalkeepers on yeah. the team.
1: Well, they brought in other goalkeepers. <laughs> <Yeah>. Just not <laughs> not good, high quality goalkeepers. They're only one. Uh, defensively, they have Marvin Martin. Well, not defensively. He's very attacking. As a left back, on the left wing back esque player, he's from Luxembourg. He is a great uh, attacking threat on that left wing, but defensively, not very good. And we've seen them ship a lot of goals so far in Europe and in the league. Um. And then Lucas Moult is another player that is really good for them, but it feels kind of weird to be highlighting a center back. He really talented. It's one really of the positions. Yeah. You're allowed. I know, but it's because <laughs> their defense has been so bad. <laughs> he's very athletic. He's very big. He's can run all over the field with them, but he picks up, like, kind of doesn't tackle. So he doesn't pick up a lot of cards, but it's not in the, like, Maldini-esque way where he's just always in a perfect position. Mm-hmm. It's that he will kind of just pull out of the tackle a little bit, and I think he needs to be a little more assertive when he goes in to really uh, take the next step, and that could be a place, if he picks that up, that they actually become really strong, you know, mm. s- that back line, so.
0: I've noticed that uh, Austria's coefficient is eighth, which surprised me until I remembered that Salzburg was in the league. Yeah, Salzburg
1: are carrying <laughs> Yeah, because they <laughs> made the Champions League knockouts right, yes. last year, yeah. so...
0: That must have accounted for a lot, but that is interesting given um, that they are like the he- leading the next tier down from like the Netherlands, Portugal, France.
1: Yeah, and I think it was Sturm Sturm Graz had yeah. a bit of a run mm-hmm. a year or two ago in the Europa League. So, mm-hmm.
0: and then you know you look at their table and there's like they have, it's a pretty deep league for this size. Yeah, it's only a twelve team league. Yeah, but new- like to have Austria, Rapid, um, Sturm Graz, uh, Lask. And you know, occasionally like Wolfsberger, mm-hmm. um, who um, they're that's like a that's like a solid. That's like a, a majority of the league I just listed out, including Salzburg that want that feels they should be finishing in a Europe spot. So um, maybe we should give them more credit. You know, Jesse Marsh can Jesse Marsh can win, and that's you know, it's not easy to be Salzburg and win the league. So yeah. Um, Anyway, let's go on to Lech Poznan, the polls. Um, so, it's pretty rare actually for Lech to win the league, which they did last year. It feels weird. I feel like they're one of the bigger teams. So. Yeah, but Le- but Legia always wins the league. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, these are their finishes in the last few years. Ready? 2022. First. 21. 11th. 20. Second. 19. Eighth. Third. 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 Sixth second Ooh. so they do at it's least a couple of five years all up and down you get 11th from first um this year they're right on track to continue that with seven points from their first six games uh who knows what these fucking guys um their biggest summer move was selling their left back Jakub Kaminski uh to wolfsburg for 11 million which is a sizable chunk of change german him. wolfsburg german wolfsburg. so that's a yeah not wolfsburger Yes, yeah. so just one Most, point that out. So that's a big step. Yeah. Right? that's a big. It's a big, that's yeah. Right? yeah, That's that's a that's a legit thing. It's a lot of money for a club their size. Um, so they brought in an uh, uh, attacking midfielder named Alfonso Sousa, in the Portuguese league. Um, that seems to be their largest spend of the uh, of the summer. Um, they seem to be uh, quite uh, sold on possessing the ball. They have the second-highest possession rate in the league behind Legia. Um, they have also have the most accurate passes per match, but apparently that doesn't translate to goals at all because <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, they're struggling. And, you know, this is still, like, for a team like them, it's, I think, just a big deal to be in a group at all at any level. So um, I think we'd probably both agree that they'll finish last. Um, yeah. That is not to say that they can't steal some points at home from either Austria or Birsheba. Um, but yeah, yeah. All right. What do you think is gonna happen?
1: I mean, I think Villarreal should win this group. I what? Think, I know. That's pretty crazy. I'm taking. I'm really going to put myself out there. Fucking hey, dude. Taking a step onto that limb, uh, onto that branch, and taking Villarreal first. I think Beersheva is gonna come second.
0: I also have Beersheva in second, but I don't have really any information to back that up about them yeah. i just feel like the way austria has been playing um, yeah the league
1: hasn't done super well in europe yeah. so far this year
0: and the top the very top end of the israeli league is pretty competitive um there are at least like three or four uh competitive teams that so i, I i'm just sort of betting on i'm just sort of betting on that betting on israel yeah betting on israel. are you the u.s government <laughs> Hey, <laughs> and then we have Austria in third. Um, Austria, like, should win or should not win. They should finish second in this group, like, in a different reality. I just don't trust where they are right now.
1: I, I'm with you on that. They seem a little disjointed right now, um, and... Again, see, it's, yeah, it's like we said we don't have a ton of data points on Beersheva yet. It's also really early in their season, right? As well, so plus midweek so travel
0: we, to Israel might be a lot for everybody not in Israel who's used to it. I mean, I mean it's still far. It's still to go. really far. For it's them really go, far yeah. for them to go, and it's actually going to be a bitch for them to. They're going to have to rotate a lot, but it won't matter. Yeah. Anyway, uh, right, that group seems
1: fairly predictable. Should we move on to maybe?
0: Teameru and Group D. Yes, we're so. We're, slow. Gonna, we're totally going to have to. We're so, this so far, slow, right? guys. I'm sorry. Group Part, D. Uh yeah. Can uh nice 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 partisan partizan partizani 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 oh, man. and slovak ko Co-, Co. i couldn't think of something for that <laughs> <laughs> uh this is kind of a fun group because most anything could happen uh except Slovako winning <laughs> that yeah, probably, it probably won't happen, happen. um Kind of fun, though. Um, Shall we start with Kuhn? Yeah, start with Kuhn. Kuhn. It's not Kuhn. It's Kuhn. I don't care. It's more of a... Here, I'll get nice and close to the mic. Kuhn. Kuhn. Cologne. Let's start with Cologne. Cologne. Which I don't usually wear. Um, You only on special occasions. They're off to a fine start in the league. Two wins, three draws, nine points. Um... But being at this level is a bit unusual for them in recent history. Uh, they are relegated twice in the last decade. Um, they, uh, they're they only in the second tier for three years total. It took them two years to get up one time. Bounced right back on the time after that. Um, they finished fifth uh, in 2017 to a, earn a Europa berth. But otherwise, um, recent history hasn't been exceptional per league finishes. Um obviously their biggest loss of the transfer window anthony modest to uh, to dortmund he had 20 goals last year um and led them in like literally every other scoring metric whatever xg xg plus you know 20 minus 35 divided by 7 that metric too mm-hmm. um they also sold defensive midfielder sally ozkan to dortmund
1: already seen those two link up for Indeed. a goal in Dortmund, Oskan assisted that's for his first.
0: So those are kind of the biggest losses. Uh, there was some drama as to whether right wing Dejan Lubicic would leave. Stop highlighting things, and then I see your Sorry. your marker, and Sorry. then I can't read it because Sorry. it says David Bloomquist over my words. Sorry, David is the fucking worst. Guy. Um, so yeah, but Dejan stayed, um, and he's off to a nice little start so far, which is which is which is, which is good. Um, so they've brought in a pair of new center forwards to address the 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 absence that Modest left, uh, Sargis Adi- Adamian from Hoffenheim, Stefan Tigis or Tiges, I don't know, from Dortmund. Uh, they both cost just under two million. Um, center back Luca Killian, um, they got from Mines for two point two million. I didn't know you were allowed to Buy do transfers in between Mines and Cologne, you know, because it's the Carnival Derby. Yeah, um, it's, it's a serious one. I thought that was a big deal, but I, uh, anyway, also defensive midfield Eric Martel from uh, Leipzig on a just over a million dollar fee. Center back Christian Pedersen, Pedersen on a free from Birmingham. Left midfielder Bright Ari Mubi Ari Mubi from Bayern on a free, and center back Julian Chambo on loan from Sampdoria. I don't know if you're familiar with him. Uh, um, yeah, I doesn't
1: play all that much. Didn't play okay. all that much. I'm not. Sure, that loaning a player from some story is a good sign for the quality. Yeah,
0: of a team. <laughs> What's interesting about clone is that they—you can tell if I all the names I just listed up, you probably don't know any of them. And they're—if you—they pay fee for them, it's very little. So, they're—I think this highlights like the money that they're working with here. You know, despite collecting twenty million dollars, they haven't like you know put it right back out in the world necessarily. Um, some of their other important players, Lubicic obviously, Florian Kynes is really good. Left winger. He has two goals, three assists, and his five played in the league so far. He's one of their best players. Um, they also have uh, Mark Ut, uh, who has a creative, sizable creative role for them. Um, center back, Timo Ubers, um, who led the team in blocks, interceptions, and clearances per 90 last year, all the good defensive stuff. Um, and. Uh, yeah that's the that's the players man the probably the most famous thing about them and best known uh person involved in the club is their manager right now whose name stefan Baumgart. uh if you watch the bundesliga you've probably seen him uh uh running around the sideline with his funny little flat caps um and uh i recommend watching a viral video of him uh having been quarantined last season, having to watch the team at home on TV with his family, and he's just, like, standing right in front of the TV, being like, come on! Very funny. Um, anyway, so he joined Cologne in 2021 from Paderborn. Um, he had a quite the journey with Paderborn, taking the he took them over, um, well, at the, like, at the back end of one season where they were, like, ro- like rock bottom of the third tier of Germany. Um, he didn't quite save them, but because of a points deduction by somebody else they stayed up in the 3rd tier and then the two years after that they were promoted back to back times to the Bundesliga. <laughs> this is incredible. Incredible. I don't know if that gets like enough credit for being insane. Um so um, yeah, and he uh, another fun fact about him, he won the footballer football quote of the year in 2021. Is that in a Germany.
1: legitimate award or is that something that you just It are is saying? apparently
0: a thing in Germany. Wow. Uh, and the quote was the game's only over when the ref blows his whistle, and I stop yelling. Um, so under Bumgart, they're good at possessing the ball, actually. Um, so Cologne, the year before, uh, won the relegation playoff. Uh, Average forty-five percent of the possession, of possession in the game. Last year, fifty-five. Um, he likes to push up really high, and like a good, um, like a good German coach, uh, you know when. Possession high, if they can, and then use the width of the field to put in a bunch of crosses. Um, They are second in the league in XG through the five rounds, the five match weeks in Germany so far this year with 9.3, which is still so far behind Bayern in 13.7. But, um, you know, part of that is because they battered uh, Wolfsburg on the weekend, so it's a little inflated. Um, Last year, they were sort of more ordinary, sort of around 8th, 7th. I think. Um, and they press really high, like a good old German side. And they're quite successful at it last year. Um, and, uh, yeah, it helps them Helps them. Uh, it's sort of a combination of like a Red Bull, you know, total Gagan press, where they want to push up and win back right away, but in combination with more of like a Tuchel or modern Klopp, which is to, once you won the ball back, uh, you don't necessarily need to score within five seconds. You can recycle and hold the ball and and dominate the game that way. Um, So it's been sort of a revelation um, as they push on to, you know, finish in European places again. Yeah. Wow, that was interesting. (laughs) David just actually left the room for a couple minutes. He's just (laughs) returning.
1: Max really loves Cologne, so I just
0: let him talk. I do like Cologne. Uh, I like Bumgart a lot. He's fun. Watch him do it. Next. Hey, we'll talk about some of the other teams in this group. Nah, probably a little briefly, because no. don't have
1: a ton of time anymore. Just Cologne, uh, Partizan are also in this group, and they are a former Champions League runner-up.
0: Woo! Ooh,
1: very impressive. Uh, they've been not great start the year. You know, we say this about a lot of those Eastern European teams, smaller league teams that are struggling to start the season. But they and Red Star, are the other big team in uh, their country, <laughs> they... <laughs> Which I'm blanking on. Serbia? Serbia? <laughs>
0: know
1: why i totally blanked on it for a second uh they and red Star, the other big team in serbia they both have a bunch of games at hand so Partizan wins those jump easily into fourth place and they're back you know only a couple points off the top uh ricardo gomez their striker has been so good in europe so far this season they played how
0: good is he he's
1: played four european games and he scored five goals He's Mama not mia. He is not repeating that in the league. He's only two goals from seven.
0: That's a spicy, not Serbian, probably. Yeah,
1: I don't think he is. <laughs> but if he scores one more goal in Europe, one more, he'll be their all-time top European top competition goal scorer. With six? No, <laughs> career. Oh, that'll <laughs> <laughs> be like forty-five
0: or something. <laughs> it's like, didn't they get runner-up? <laughs> yeah, they just—it was all defense <laughs> for years. Like, that'd be crazy.
1: Um, they also have one of the best home field advantages you'll see in europe serbians are like crazy crazy they were like really
0: crazy yeah they
1: are legitimately insane yeah but in in a good way sometimes usually usually, usually. most usually. of them most of them most of them every country has their bad apples yeah and they're good eggs
0: <laughs> i i prefer bad eggs and good apples actually but i do like a good apple yeah Ugh, and hungry. i hate bad eggs but good eggs are good good eggs are good
1: uh, they also, they produced some really good players in the past. They had Vasovic, who was on the Johan Cruyff Ajax team, and he was the captain of yeah. it when they went and won their European title. Impressive. They have former Ballon d'Or runner-up in Mijatovic, and more recently, Stefan Jovetic was a Partizan Academy player. And one of the next ones that might be coming through, maybe taking that mantle of uh, the Partizan Academy stars, is Nemanja Jovic, who's a really young winger who's been playing exceptionally for them. He was really good in the qualifying, so expect to see big things from him if they're to do anything in this group. Sick. Nice.
0: Nice. Um, Speaking of nice. Speaking of nice, uh, nice have not been nice this season at all. Um, They've actually not been in Europe that much either. Um,
1: Yeah, they are off to a terrible start in Ligue 1. Five games in, sitting 15th. Mm, I don't know how long Lucien Favre has left their particular issues they can't score they can't score can't score but they did late in the window bring in Pepe from Arsenal and Diop Mm -hmm. so you know defense was their biggest strength last year they were the best defensive team in the league well joint best defensive team but you know when that other teams PSG will give you the title
0: it's what Galtier does baby
1: yeah so now that they don't have Gaultier it's a little harder I don't like Favre I don't like him either. I don't think <laughs> he's going to do well there. Just got to wonder how long the leash is because he's kind of a
0: big name for Nice. Yeah. But do you think he makes it to the ca- the next calendar year? I
1: think he will make it to the end of this calendar year. Yep. I think once we go into the World once Cup. Once they get if, knocked
0: out of the your conference yes. league from the groups.
1: Yeah, I do not. I'm not a huge fan of him. Um, You know, Gaultier... Uh, doesn't really do a lot of long passes or crosses, but they've been using those inter- integrating them into the gameplay a little more, and just haven't been super effective.
0: The gameplay is it like RPG or yeah? Okay,
1: yeah. Um,
0: that's a video game term I know. That's yeah, one the of the only, only, only ones. One. Yeah, it's the only one I know.
1: They have a interesting like team structure. They have a lot of promising young players. And some older players that are kind of winding down their careers, like Dante, Casper Schmeichel.
0: Dante will Aaron play Ramsey.
1: forever, thank you. Dante is one of their better players still. <laughs> he's still a legitimate nailed-on starter for this I team. I think Dante he's nailed it. Good. Dante
0: won everything there was to one, and then he's like, you know what? I'm still going to play at a high level, but I'm also going to sit on the beach. Yeah, uh, in a
1: nice town. Yeah. yeah.
0: Huh? 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 Not that nice, probably.
1: No, I've heard it's kind of similar to like a Marseille and Napoli kind of port town, you know, a little nice grung, weather though grungy sometimes for a, grungy for a city on the cote as well yeah yeah <laughs> yeah right so it's not like manchester yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> manchester <laughs> is no nice yeah it's not not nice nice manchester
0: nice. is no niece. nice
1: nice yeah. some of their interesting young players to keep an eye out for are diop who they just brought in they paid a lot of money to bring in for monaco and this is not a club that typically pays a ton of money uh, paired with Pepe, he'll likely be the more goal-scoring of the two wingers, uh, which kind of indicates maybe they'll look to play through the right more and allow Pepe to look for crosses and passes back into the box, which uh, would be interesting to see. And Todibo might be the most well-known of the young players. Star center back, really, really active defender. Uh, he's not always cleanest. Pick up some cards, make some mistakes,
0: but yeah, you're right. He doesn't need to shave a little, yeah, a little. Yeah. That beard is disgusting.
1: Yeah. I don't think he, I think he is clean shaven actually. <laughs> but he is, he's got a great frame for a center back. Wonderful body.
0: <laughs> 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 Tell me more.
1: That's all. I have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <And> I, uh... <laughs> we also have uh, Thur- Lillian son, Kifran Tharam, Tharam. Yeah. Yeah, you said Thuram. No, I'm going to say Thuram. I know how to pronounce his name. <laughs> he's a midfielder. He'll line up a little deeper, but he's not really going to do any defensive work.
0: Brother of Godblock Thuram, right?
1: Yes, they are related.
0: Who is a French international, will and probably I, be on the World Cup. think maybe he'll be on the will World be, Cup be getting
1: French international call-ups pretty soon as well, even though it is a loaded team. Although um, well, maybe Italy calls loaded him up. Loaded with hunks. Yeah. And <laughs> witch doctors, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Italy gives him a call-up because he was born... In Italy while Thuram was playing for Parma. Nice. So uh he sits pretty deep, but doesn't really do a ton of defensive work, which you might expect from someone in that position. He's gonna look to dribble the ball out of the defense. He is uh above ninety above the ninety percent in League in progressive carries last year. So no. For a player in his position is pretty rare it is. to see. Um I they don't actually have a ton of European history, which I was a little surprised by. I think of them as a Team that should be around the Europa League Conference League. Yeah. I think they have in like France, but they're more just a mid-table team historically. Right. Historically. Um, and I'm not a huge fan of Favre, so I'm not super high on them coming out of this group.
0: Yeah. They've really not been good so far. Even though they
1: should, talent-wise. They definitely should. They come should be this group, the yeah. second best team in this group pretty easily, but it just seems something. The, the, vibes, the vibes are vibes. bad right bad, now. Bad vibes. Uh
0: Yeah, if only Galtier stayed. Yeah. Um so Slovako, um which speaking of club spotlights we mentioned the Vienne earlier uh, the Slovako spotlight will be coming out on monday whoa time of recording it's uh this is tuesday we're releasing this so 6 days from now um Slovaco finished 4th last year in the league which is their joint highest ever finish um they won their first ever trophy last year too winning the uh winning the cup um that excluding winning like the second division or whatever um they're off to a tepid two three two two win, three draw, two start to drew loss start to the season. Uh they drew Slavia one one. Yeah. Um that's what got hammered by pills in three nil. um, This is their first ever European group stage, excluding the Intertoto Toto Cup. Which does not count. Really. <laughs> um and uh yeah, this is so which is a huge deal for them to be here. Uh they beat AIK to get here pretty comfortably, which surprised both of us a little bit. Um we thought Aik would be. I thought they'd be more on a similar level, if not stronger than Slovakia. But uh, that's a good sign, I think, for them that they can compete a little bit. Um, I still picked them last, but I think this is a this is a definite like bogey team to drop points for for the for the other three teams.
1: Yeah, I think if Aik were in this group, we would both fully expect them to pick up points. and yeah. Slovakia looked a far better team than Aik. Yeah. Which is an indication that maybe they should be. I think it could be pick a, up a couple yeah.
0: I think it could be a dangerous, uh, dangerous place. Even though it's a small stadium, you know, it's a provincial club, but I think it's gonna be a dangerous uh, place to visit um, for especially, you know, the Colognes and the Nieces of the world who might not take it as seriously as they should. Um, meanwhile, they got some players uh, on really? the team. I thought they were just a manager. Yeah, at least eleven of them. Um, so they made a loan deal permanent for goalkeeper Philip Nuyen. Um, who they paid 220k for uh, from Liberic. Um uh, their highest value player according to transfer market is Marek Havlik. Um just 1.3 million. <laughs> so it's not a particularly expensive squad. He does have over 280 caps for the club dating back to wow. 2013 though. And you know what? He's not the captain. <laughs> so, <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Um anyway, yeah. Uh if you want to hear more about Slovakia, tune in next week. On Monday for club spot like number three. Ooh, that's um, exciting. That's fun. But yeah, they're probably before, gonna finish. Probably gonna finish last. Yeah.
1: So if they come last, who do you think is gonna win?
0: I think Cologne is gonna win.
1: And who's coming second?
0: I think Nice is gonna come in second. Yeah. I, I know think, I disagree slightly
1: with you there, I know, but I think you really it's, you just want to bury Nice. I don't, you know, don't you, like Nice. You don't like the people of Nice. I don't even like. Even though
0: they're poor and working class. And I don't World like hard. the people of France. <laughs> well, that's fair. Yes. <laughs> I have way more sympathy to the people on the Mediterranean That's, side. They're, they're the better version. Yeah, they yeah. are. Um, we joke, obviously, but not, nah. not as much nah. as you probably
1: expect. Uh, <laughs> I just think Partizan is a really tough place to go play, and I'm not sure a team like Nice has uh, the what European experience that it takes to go win on the road in some I mean, teams. They have players that all have European experience. Yeah, but Aaron Ramsey, is he really that good? Is he going to make a difference?
0: Casper Schmeichel, Dante... Casper Schmeichel, uh, who's
1: not been good this year.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dante, Dante Pepe, will be
1: helpful to them.
0: Uh, Pepe
1: played in all those Arsenal games too. <laughs>
0: yeah, Pepe played a lot. But um, he was just bad when he played.
1: <laughs> I just I think Partizan have enough about them to take a game at home, and then I also think this group might come down to performances in or at Slovakia. I think that could kind of be what separates teams here: is who gets results when they go to the
0: Czech Republic. Cool. Should right, uh, we take a, a quick breather before doing? You know what? Group Why don't this is, grab some water? Actually, this is the end of part one. Whoa! Great time for us to take a break. I know, right? So uh, join us in approximately a couple of minutes when the next episode drops. As in, it's already dropped. And uh, slide right into group B. That'll be so fun. E- nice little e- easy transition. E- easy. Easy. Uh, e- and cut goodbye.